Talk to me about the things that you're going to do. How do you coach? What kind of development process do you have for your team? How do you conduct meetings so that everybody is heard? What's your retention rate look like? And also, what's your onboarding? What's your training process? What are the things that you challenge your team to think differently about on a weekly basis? I want to understand that from you because now, by asking those questions, by thinking about that with you, I am helping you define good leadership, not just hoping you do it, looking at the end results and then deciding whether you did or didn't. Hi, and you just entered the Leadership Gym. I'm Randy Hall. I'm an executive coach and leadership consultant, and this is the place where we work on our ability to lead our team, lead our business, and yes, lead ourselves. If you are looking to improve your capabilities as a leader, you are in the right spot. And I'm glad you're here. Thanks for coming back for another version of the Leadership Gym podcast. Always good to have you here as we continue to think about how we become better leaders and how we shift leadership from some art form or strange mystical thing that we're able to do for people and turn it into just a set of processes and tools and steps that we can use to create a better culture, to build a better team, to lead in a way that causes us to feel better about the impact that we have the way that we have it, the influence we have on others, and the future that we effectively change because of how we lead. Every time we interact with someone and they become more successful, think a little differently, try something new, become motivated in a different direction because of our conversation, we've now changed the future. We've changed the future for that person. We've changed the future for ourselves as a leader, and we've changed the future of our business in a lot of ways because we've added capability to it. We've added efficiency to it. We've added effectiveness to it through the people that we lead. And so, I love the fact that you are here, and today we are going to talk about how to make leadership happen more commonly, more effectively in your business. Now, that sounds a little weird when I say it out loud like that because it's it's a thing that lots of senior leaders, CEOs, anyone owning or running a business often says they want. I want better leaders. I want more leadership in my business. I want us to lead more effectively. I want us to lead teams of people in a different way that causes them to be more successful and also to produce a set of better results. So, we hear that a lot. And when I work with senior leaders in organizations, often when I say, what's one of your biggest challenges or walk me through your challenges, that comes up. I need more leaders on my team. I need my people to lead in a more accountable way. I need them to think bigger. I need them to be more strategic. I need them to think enterprise-wide as they lead. Ultimately, I want better leadership inside my business. I want better coaching. I want a stronger culture. All of these things. So, we say them, I want more leadership in my business. But most of the time, when you get into a business and start breaking down what people think leadership means, well, it gets a little fuzzy there. People begin to think about it differently and they begin to measure it only on the outputs. 
So what happens is if someone is doing a good job on the numbers, whatever the numbers may look like in that business, well, then they're a good leader. And let's add to that that they're doing good things relative to the numbers. They're, they're getting good results numerically. And we sort of feel pretty good about the way they're doing it. Or when we talk to their team, it feels like those people like them too or enjoy working there. So we get some additional anecdotal kinds of things associated with that. And together we look at those things and make some assessments about what kind of leader this person is. But you know what we don't do very well in most organizations? We don't define leadership. We don't say that good leaders do these things. We might say that good leaders get these things in terms of the results that they get from their people or the business or other things that we might be able to measure on the back end. They get these things, so they must have led well. But we do not look at the inputs around what we expect leaders to do in our business so that they can lead well. Let me give you an example and let me give you kind of a personal example and then we'll translate this into how it works inside businesses in most cases. So all of my kids learned to swim at some point, mostly because their mother was a great swimmer and still is a great swimmer and actually... And she coached them in summer leagues and they went on to swim in high school at pretty high levels. And so when you think about their improvement in something simple like this, in this little analogy, we focus on time. Was that your best time? Did you improve your time? How was your time in that particular event? And everybody can probably envision this. Swimmer hits the water. You obviously are timing them. And that's what they work on in practice, cutting time off of their the time it takes them, obviously, to swim a certain number of links of the pool, depending on their event. Okay, so time is our output there. And that's what they look at to determine if a swimmer is any good. It's what all of the swimmers see about each other. When they look at the, the heat sheet, they call it. When you go to a swim meet and you look, you know what everybody's seed time is. You know everybody you're swimming against, what their best time so far this season is. Because you can see it right there on the sheet as you're looking at those and you think about who you're swimming against or competing against in this particular meet. It's a very output-based metric. And so, a lot of times, we'll do that with leadership in our organization, people that hit their numbers, that do these certain things that we can numerically process or look at or analyze, they did good leadership. The problem is that unless you are getting off the blocks well, unless you are swimming your stroke efficiently and effectively, unless you are training in ways that cause you to be stronger and able to do these things more effectively, then you can't decrease, at least not significantly, your time. And we do the same thing with leadership. We're not focusing on the strokes. We're not focusing on the kick. We're not focusing on the things that you have to do to get to the other end of the pool faster. We don't do that typically in organizations. How many times... Have we thought about, heard about, been part of a conversation from a senior leader that may, as part of their conversations with a leader below them or further down in the organization, call them in and say, hey, tell me about your coaching conversations. How are they going? What questions are you using? How are you helping people prepare for success or think about it differently? How are you changing behavior on your team? What are you doing to build a strong culture? What are the things that you use as part of your process to get there? When you hire, what are you looking for? What questions are you asking? 
And this is not micromanagement because I'm not telling you here's what you have to use. What I am doing is causing you to think about the inputs. That's our job as leaders. If I want you to get different outputs, I want you to be more successful. I want you to lead at a higher level. I want you to do anything differently. I want you to think about the process that you're using, analyze it, consider new and better and different ways of thinking about it and then executing it and improve that set of results. But I'm going to focus on the inputs because you can't get better looking in the rearview mirror. You can't fix the time you just swam or swum. I'm not sure. Is it swum? Either way, it's historical and not as important to what people do next. And we miss that when we're talking about leadership as well. Hey, I want you to talk to me about the things that you're going to do for this team to increase their engagement, to cause them to be fully engaged. And maybe, yes, we can look at outputs there and say, hey, we're going to do an engagement survey on a regular basis. We're going to measure the engagement on your team. There are some organizations that even compensate people based on the engagement scores of their team because that's one of the ways you measure effective leadership and you measure it closer to the leader. Results, numeric results, whether they're sales or other kinds of numbers that you might get from your business, growth or marketing or any of those things. Those kinds of results are further away from the operation of the leader, from the behaviors of the leader. And so we want to start working back from the final outputs closer to the inputs. Talk to me about the things that you're going to do. How do you coach? What kind of development process do you have for your team? How do you conduct meetings so that everybody is heard? What's your retention rate look like? And also, what's your onboarding? What's your training process? What are the things that you challenge your team to think differently about on a weekly basis? I want to understand that from you because now, by asking those questions, by thinking about that with you, I am helping you define good leadership, not just hoping you do it, looking at the end results and then deciding whether you did or didn't. And so as we think about this inside an organization, we think about how systemically throughout the organization, if we don't set expectations and define good leadership as a set of things that good leaders do, only as a set of things that good leaders make happen, then we miss the opportunity for any kind of course correction for leadership. Well, if you're not coaching well, eventually, some of the people that are struggling in your world will wash out. They won't grow and learn and improve and become more valuable to the organization. Your people that are pretty good will never get to great because that's what really amazing leaders do is they take the good people and make them phenomenal because they already have strengths that they can leverage. But if we're not thinking about that as the way leaders operate inside the organization, we are missing the chance to help people do it at a higher level. It's just us saying, hey, we need your time to be better. We need you to swim faster without talking about the kick or the stroke or the breathing or any of the other things that you do really well to be more effective. You might decide that consistently improving performance is something that you want to measure, that it's an output associated with good leadership. But now, how do you talk about the ways to do that? And it does not matter if you're in a Fortune 50 organization or if you're running your own business. Maybe you're even the only leader in your business. I still want you to think about the inputs that cause 
leadership outputs to happen in your organization. I want you to think about the things that are on your calendar on a daily basis or a weekly basis that you do to cause people to think differently, to cause people to change their behavior, to cause people to become more successful. That's what I want you to think about are your inputs. And so, if you have a business and you are trying to build it, make it stronger, have better leaders inside it, then you've got to define what leadership means in your business, not in terms of what it gets if you do it well, but in terms of how to do it well. And you bet people will argue about what's good leadership and how you should coach and how you should develop people and what best motivates them and what my style is and all of those things. That's just part of leadership. I wish it weren't. I wish people didn't think about it as an art form. I wish people didn't think about it as something that you just do with your gut. I wish people thought about it as a set of processes that we know work because of how human brains and human behaviors actually show up in the real world. Because of the way that human brains process information and questions and conversations, we know all that now. We can develop leadership processes that cause change to happen and people to grow. But it still remains in this realm of things that are opinion-based. Well, I think I'm a good leader because I care about my people. That's interesting. Talk to me about your coaching process. And so, even though it is this art form thing, even though it's less concrete, even though we still refer to it as a soft skill, which still baffles me, but it's true, (laughs) defining what that means, making it less squishy in your business is going to be really important. And there's lots of ways to do that. If you're by yourself and you're leading your business by yourself, sit down and write that out. What does good leadership mean to me? What do I want it to accomplish? And what are the things that I want to do to make sure that it does accomplish that? If I'm running a business, I want you to sit down with leaders in the business and say, guys, I want us to talk about what good leadership looks like. What are the things we do every day, every week, every month, every quarter that represent really good leadership? What are the ways that we coach that represent really good coaching that drives consistent change? And you know what? We'll be wrong a lot in that meeting. We'll get things incorrect about how we think we should coach or when we think we should coach. And we will still, in spite of the fact that we will get some of those things wrong, move our collective definition of leadership forward. We will start to create a picture in people's minds of what good leadership is. We will start to cause people to think differently about how they go out there on a weekly basis and change the future for people on their team and ultimately for the whole business because we had that conversation, because we cared enough to either spend the time ourselves or take company time, business time, important time, expensive time to figure out what really great leaders do well here and also what we expect really great leaders to be thinking about on a daily basis so that they continue to do it at a higher level. If we make defining leadership part of how we cause more of it to happen, if we make defining leadership part of what removes the ambiguity from leadership in our business, 
then we get people that are spending time trying to improve the way they do it, not just go execute it in their own way with their own set of thoughts that aren't tested throughout the organization in some way, that aren't sort of weighed in on by others who might have more experience or a different outlook. We then allow people just to stay with their current set of habits and impulses rather than consider new possibilities for how they lead. And that's not okay if we want to improve as a group of leaders. If you're leading by yourself and you're not spending time thinking through these things, searching out tools and opportunities and resources, there are right things and wrong things to say in a coaching conversation. There are things that work better than others in terms of how you ask questions and support people as they're trying to learn. There are processes involved with training or onboarding people that are new to the organization that cause them to learn faster and also cause them to raise their hand when they're not learning in the way that they want to. There are things that we can do that are right and work better, but in order to move toward that, we have to define them as a group of people. Continue to learn about them. That's why we built the leadership gym in the first place. Because there wasn't a good set of resources out there online for leaders so that they could learn on a weekly basis, so that they could practice better leadership on a weekly basis, so that they could take their game to the next level, so that we don't have to wait for numbers to come in at some point to say, yeah, they're a good leader. Or look two years down the road to see if their team is healthy and strong and in a great culture and say, yeah, they're a great leader. We're going to do our work before all of that. We're going to do our work by defining what great leadership means in terms of what you do next week and then support people as they learn how to do those things even more effectively. So define what leadership means in your business. Collaborate with leaders or if you're running your own show, think through the things that you want to do well as a leader and start having conversations in your business, on your team, with your people even about the inputs. Completely okay to involve them as you start to say, hey, what feels like good leadership to you? What are the things you expect from a good leader? How do I start to expect those from myself as well? And certainly from other leaders within our organization. Hey, if you enjoy our conversations here, I would love it if you would go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and a review. I hope we've earned both of those things. I hope that you're willing to share your thoughts with us. You can also go to leadershipgym.com forward slash podcast forward slash 26 and leave feedback about this episode of the Leadership Gym Podcast. So I hope you do those things. But most of all, I hope that you take some of these thoughts, some of these insights, some of these ideas and go use them to lead at a different level. Go use them to think differently about how you lead and how you cause more leadership inside your business. And most of all, that you go make a difference.